Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I am so excited that Matt Sorger is on today. If you haven't heard of Matt Sorger, he is a healing minister who moves in the prophetic, who just sees like whole groups of people gripped with the presence and the tangible glory of God. Like that's who he is. He has so many incredible healing stories and hearing God's voice stories. I've been wanting to have him on for a long time. I've known him for over a decade. He is just such a quality guy. And he's my age. He's like 46 years old. So he's young. I think that's young. Some of you are a lot younger than me. So maybe you don't think that. But I, I wanted to highlight him, especially because you know he's ministered all over the nations. I think over 35 nations. He has an online mentoring program, TV show, media, all that kind of stuff. But he's so down to earth and he's so real. He comes from more of a Pentecostal stream than probably I do. Maybe some of you also come from a similar stream. And he's broken down just what it's like to walk with God in his presence in a way that we can grab hold of. But his life with him and his wife, Stephanie, who we've been friends with for years, they emulate the presence of God. And they're just so excellent in who they are. Their character is so just pristine. You know, like when you meet people of pristine character, like there's no skeletons in the closet. They feel healthy. They have a healthy marriage, a healthy family dynamic. That's who you want to learn how to hear from God from. So I love that he's going to be on the show sharing from just some of the core foundation of how he's heard from God in the past. And I hope you guys will enjoy it too. Hi, this is Shannon from the Bowls team. I want to tell you about an exciting offer for our brand new book, Wired to Hear, written by Sean Bowles and Bob Hassan. It's about connecting God's voice to your life, influence, and career. If you work for a living or run your own business and you desire to hear God's voice for yourself in the workplace, this is the book for you. Right now, you can pre-order Wired to Hear through bowlsministries.com. You'll receive a signed copy, a submission for a free grant, and many other exclusive offers only available through bowlsministries.com. Grab your copy today. I'm so excited to invite one of my long Long-term friends, I met you many years ago. I think all the way in the early 2000s or something. Matt Sorger, how are you? Hey, Sean, it's great. I'm doing great, man. It's great to be here with you. I'm so glad you're coming in this stage of where society is at because you're so full of hope and faith. You move in so much of God's love and it, it just pours out in healing and restoration and prophetic ministry. And you activate other people to do that too. So I'm so glad to have you now, you know, like post COVID when stuff's kind of winding down and Weird yes. politics are still winding down. You know, it's like, <laughs> I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your stories because I think people need that kind of hope. You know, Sean, we 100%, we need hope. We need faith. We need love. Uh, we need an infusion. I feel like people uh, just need a fresh infusion of God, his presence, and his vision for their lives. Totally. It's funny because I think a lot of things that normally sustain people through really hard times have failed. And then we've been through this weird hundred year event that never has happened. So we have no, we have no elders to tell us this is how you should handle it. Because right. It's like going through a world war or something like no one prepares you for that. And, but the gospel still works and the gospel prepares you like God, where Jesus came in that hard time, it still works. 
you personally though had this incredible story of how God called you into ministry and like it really was through his voice. So I want to I want to yeah. go into your story and I want our listeners to be able to really hear the foundation of where you come from because it really is an interactive relationship with God, which is so beautiful. Yeah. So take us there. How yeah. did you get launched into this traveling itinerant healing ministry, voice of God? Like it's crazy what you see happen. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I started out ministry as a pastor. So I was at this time in my life, I was an associate pastor in a local church. And, um, you know, the story I'm going to share right now is really how the voice of God and, and even when his voice seems so illogical, how when you step out and you follow him, it, it launches you into an encounter with God that can literally launch you and change your life forever. So there I was, it was a Monday morning and I was doing my, some of my admin stuff that I was doing as a pastor. I was with the bookkeeper, with the secretary in the church. We were in the office. It was probably around 9 a.m. And your favorite we were, part. My, <laughs> this was my favorite part of the ministry. This is why I went to Bible school and gave my life to serve Jesus so I could do admin on a Monday morning. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was the one part I, I disliked the most. But, but there I was. And, you know, we're going through the paperwork and, processing the Sunday morning offerings and all that stuff. And all of a sudden from the only way I could describe it, it was like from my belly, this, mm. this sensation rose up on the inside of me and the inner audible voice of God spoke to me and he said, I want you to get up and dance right now. And, you know, I instantly go into this conversation with God and I'm like, God, this doesn't make sense. It's Monday morning. We're doing business. It's not a worship service. Why should I get up and dance in the office right now? It makes no logical sense. But, but the feeling kept rising up on the inside of me with this sense, get up and dance because breakthrough, something with, with a supernatural breakthrough is about to happen. So I just, are you I a said, dancer? Oh. Do you like dance? No, no I mean, look, look. <laughs> I just want our listeners to know, like, they, so might, they might be listening going, oh, he likes to dance. And really? it's like, no, 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 no. no. he's out of contact. We're talking about like Pentecostal white man dance, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Where like you kick your foot in front of you, you know? It's oh, not, totally. it's not like, you know, a, a whole dance. But okay, so I push the paperwork to the side and I stand up in the middle of the office. There's the bookkeeper, there's the secretary. And I literally just start dancing. I start like kicking my feet around and I start jumping and, and they're laughing. They're like, now what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just dancing. Cause God said, get up and dance right now. So there I was, and they're laughing at me. And then, I mean, then this anointing hits me and I start spinning around the office. I, I, I literally just start turning around and I'm spinning around the office and they're thinking, this is the funniest thing they've ever seen. Like, why is Matt doing this? They were laughing until the glory. And, and when I say the glory, I mean like a cloud of God's presence came from the hallway into through the door into the office over on top of me. And my body just collapsed to the floor and my spirit was caught upward. And it was like I was lifted over the roof of the church. Okay. So now my body's on the floor. I'm out under the presence of God. I can't move any part of my body. Maybe my little pinkies I can move, but that was it. And I felt my spirit going up and there I was and I could see over the church and it was like this screen was put in front of me like a movie. OK, and I just start seeing this movie play in front of me of years into the future of of things that I would be doing for the kingdom and and things that God was showing me would take place. 
And so this encounter started mid-morning and it lasted, I mean, probably until mid-afternoon, until around two or three. And at some point, I was able to sit up on the floor. So now I'm sitting up on the floor and I try to open up my mouth to talk, to tell the office people what's happening to me. And I can't even talk. It, I was just so under the presence of God. Uh, so I just continue sitting there. And then what happens in that office, there's an angelic visitation. And behind me, I feel, you know, sometimes you feel the presence of God, but then other times it's the presence of God, but it's, it's an angelic presence. And it's like they go back and forth from heaven and they carry the glory on them. So you do feel the presence of God, but I knew it was different from just, oh, the Holy Spirit. It's no, there's an actual like angelic being standing behind me and I could feel its wings wrap around my body and then open and wrap around my body and open. And every time this, this covering would come around me, it was like a wave of the presence of God would crash over my head and hit the whole room. And now the two ladies that were working behind their desks, both of them were thrown from their chairs onto the floor. So now they're laying on the floor. So now I'm laughing at them because I'm thinking, oh, now they look, you know, they look kind of funny now. So now they're on the floor. And it was like waves of glory crashing in the room. And then I became aware of a second angelic presence standing to my right. And then I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit say, uh, I have commissioned today two angels that will travel with you in your life and in your ministry, and they will help you do what I've called you to do. And what I sensed in my heart communicated by the Holy Spirit was that the angel standing behind me was an angel connected to revival or to the movements of God in the earth. And then the other second angel was an angel connected to miracles and healing. And so this encounter lasts from around 10 in the morning to around three in the afternoon. And uh, it was just several months after that encounter that my whole ministry changed from pastoring to then doors started opening. I started getting invites uh, to preach at different places. And then we started seeing miracles up to that point. I'd never seen a miracle. Talk about him. Stop, stop. I have to I've heard this story one other time. Yeah. I love how you're telling it right now. Cause I think you're just, it's more conversational. Just I've heard you yeah. preach it. Yeah. And, uh, but talk about the first time that after that encounter that you moved into the encounter in your ministry. Like, do you remember the first time like that something happened? I do. I do. So it was a few months after that, that I get invited to a, um, to a church in New York. And it was actually a, a, like a homeless outreach ministry where they would do ministry to homeless people. And I mean, there'd be prostitutes and drug addicts and all sorts of folks there and they'd feed them. And in order to get food, they'd have to come to church. So I was invited to come in and speak to them. So Look, I had never prayed for a sick person before. I had never cast a demon out before. I never did any of this before. And here I am invited to do this, this ministry. <laughs> New York of all places too. In New York. It's not, so, it's not just a, like a homeless shelter or like rehab. It's like in New York City. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, it's, it's amazing. I think faith, you know, for me, faith comes, you know, when I hear God speak to me. And right before this first type of meeting I did, I remember I was in prayer and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and and what he said to me really challenged my theology. It, it really did, because this is what I heard the Lord say. He said, Matt, I need you 
to pray for people. And that was like, in other words, to pray for the sick. I need you to pray for people. And I said back to God, I said, God, you don't need me for anything. You're God. You're all powerful. You're all knowing. You don't need me for anything. And it, him saying that he needed me to pray for people, it challenged my whole grid of how God works and moves. And then I began to understand what he was saying to me, that he wanted to have a partnership with me, that that yes, he's God all powerful and almighty, and he could do anything he wants, anytime he wants to do it, but he still chooses to work in partnership with mankind. Okay. And, and, and I thought of how he brought salvation to the world was through God coming in the form of a man who, so there was even that partnership with humanity in order to bring salvation. And there's the same type of partnership with humanity to bring healing and to bring deliverance and freedom and breakthrough in people's lives. So I realized, yes, God is all powerful, but in the sense that he needed me, he wanted to work in partnership with me. So I said, okay, God, I'll pray for the sick. So, so there I was, Sean, at this meeting. And um, the first word of knowledge I ever got, the Lord showed me a person that was like in a car accident and they had injury in their neck and God was going to heal them. So I really didn't even know how to do it. I just said, okay, there's a person here. Um, you, you were in a car accident and you have a pain in your neck or some injury in your shoulders and God wants to heal you. And then like literally all of a sudden, a lady in the back of the room starts crying. She's like, oh, you know, and she's like, that's me. That's me. She says, it just left my neck. I felt it just leave me. I'm healed. I'm healed. And I'm like, what? Come on up. I mean, I was more shocked than she was. I was like, really? You just got healed? So she comes up to the front and she's like moving her neck and shoulders around. And she's like, yeah, I was in this car accident and I can't, couldn't move my neck. And now it's all the pain is gone. I have total movement. And so that was my first word of knowledge for healing that came out of that. And then, I mean, during that service, like the prostitutes were coming forward. And that was my first like demon experience where a demon came out of someone. And this, this prostitute, you know, wonderful, I mean, a treasure to Jesus, she comes forward. And as the presence of God starts to move on her, uh, you know, all of the, the demonic stuff that had just, you know, bound her up, it just started coming out of her. And, and so that was my very first time uh, stepping out on that encounter and word that God had given me from, from the church office. I love this because I think a lot of times people who are listening and uh, even myself, like you see someone in ministry and you don't hear that deep encounter with God, where God apprehended you and made you do something you didn't even necessarily believe for yet. Like he was taking you past what you had experienced or understanding for. And I love where it's taking you now, but let's, let's keep going on the story because God's voice has made a huge difference in how you've followed out this career ministry and how you've got married and had kids and the whole thing. Take me kind of into a progressive journey of like, what was next? You have this ministry established. You're now traveling, you're speaking, you're learning how to hear from God in a powerful way. Like, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, one of the things that I've learned and it probably comes somewhat from my pre-med background. So before I was in ministry, I'd actually gone to university for medicine um, that was my plan, right? To be okay. in the medical field. So I was pre-med and I'd learned some things with that. Uh, but a really interesting fact, one night um, I was now traveling in ministry and it was like in the middle of the night and I never do this, but I just woke up and I felt put on the TV. So I just turned the TV on and this medical show was on and I'm like, oh, what's this? And it's a whole show teaching. I mean, it was pretty graphic. They had like a person's intestines lined out on the table and they were dissecting, <laughs> oh, <thank you>. the, <laughs> they were dissecting the intestines 
and with a microscope looking down inside the lining of the intestines. And I learned in that moment that we have 100, over 100 million neurons or brain cells that line our entire human intestines. Wow. And then, so I began to study this. I'm like, this is intriguing. So I began to study it. And then I discovered that, uh, that our heart, the human organ of our heart, within the heart, we have 40,000 neurons or brain cells. Wow. So I began to process this information. I thought to myself, wow, our heart has 40,000 brain cells. Our intestines or our gut has over 100 million brain cells in it. Yeah. I said to myself, there is something spiritual connected to this as well. Uh, so then, you know, I thought back to that encounter I had in the office, how it felt like it was from my belly, that this sensation rose up in me where God was okay. saying, you know, get up and dance or get up and, you know, do this right now. And as I obeyed, it triggered this supernatural encounter. But I learned that in our belly and in our heart, this is where the home of the Holy Spirit is. He lives in our inner man, which is in our heart and in our belly. And I thought, God, this is amazing that where you would habitate in us, that you would live and take residence in us, Holy Spirit, in our heart and in our belly, and you would dwell there and live there with us every day of every moment. And then in that same location in our physical body, you would put brain cells through which you would then communicate to us impressions, thoughts, leadings, and, and really that whole, that whole expression, you know, I have a gut feeling. It's not just a secular expression. It's really can also be very spiritual, especially when you've got the Holy Spirit living in your gut and in your belly. You know, the Bible says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So the Bible shows us where the Holy Spirit lives in our belly and it, or out of our heart will flow rivers of living water, which is our inner man. So Anyway, I began this journey of learning how to hear the voice of God. Uh, you know, some, some prophetic people, they, they have an amazing encounter where they hear an auto, like an external audible voice. But many times when, when God speaks to us, it is through our belly and it is through our heart. And it's through this inner intuition or this inner knowing of something. And I've learned how to discern God's voice in that way in my day-to-day -day life. Uh, when I feel a peace about something or when I feel, you know, a hesitation on something, there's usually a reason why. And my logical mind doesn't have all the knowledge yet. My logical mind is saying, no, this makes sense. This is right. But something in my gut is like, oh, I'm just uneasy about this. And so I really learned in life, in family stuff, no, in ministry like, stuff. I think you just kind of gave a bunch of people huge keys. To their own process, because I feel like people are looking for God to speak a certain way. Of course, we're wanting the disruptive voice, the James Earl Jones voice, you know, but, but we have God who doesn't fit in time and space, who lives inside of us. And he's wired us. That's what you're saying is he's wired mm. us to receive information in different ways through our gut, through our heart, through our mind. This is huge. So tell me, like, can you give me examples of gut hearing God and then heart hearing God that you've yeah. experienced? We're kind of going yeah. down a pathway like, yeah, this is so profound. It's, you know, it's, it's amazing because when you begin to really learn to follow the Holy Spirit in your belly and heart, it changes everything. It also impacts, not to throw this in now, but it impacts even inner healing ministry because, you know, people have trauma stored in the memories in their heart. And, you know, many times we're, we're just thinking about renewing our mind. We've learned a lot about renewing our mind and, and renewing the thoughts in our mind and changing the way we think. But there's also memories that are stored 
in the neurons within our gut and in our heart that we need to get cleansed. We need to get transformed. Uh, and people live with like these automatic reactions to things. It's because it's, it's in a sense, the trauma has been stored uh, within the brain cells of their heart and gut. And that needs to be cleansed out and that needs to be healed. So this affects healing ministry. It affects deliverance ministry. It really affects all, all of this. And the medical, of uh, course, because we know that and, a lot of, I mean, the medical, you can just look report after report on medical digests about how yes. serious bitterness, and because of that, they've got cancer. You know, those kinds of things, like, like our body actually takes on the lowered immune system, or our DNA starts to break apart in, in bad ways or age wrongly because of deep pain and trauma. I mean, that's our trauma therapists that like take our, some of our missionaries off the, the, the war zones, the battlefields that we've had in the past. It's so crazy. Like they'll tell us like what happens. And these aren't like, like, Christian healing therapists. These are people who are like, oh, if we don't get this trauma healed, they're going to not just have a nervous breakdown, but they'll have a physical breakdown. You'll be, you'll be able to look back and say cancer entered their body here and it manifested two years later. So I love That's that what you're saying, because we have to have the spiritual and the natural parallels. And it's so profound because if you store that in there, you don't release it to God or get healing. It does yeah. manifest. And so, I mean, you'll, you'll, you've sown something in that will grow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, terrible. But keep going. No, Sorry. I didn't interrupt. Yeah. No, Sean, that's so what you're saying is so powerful because people don't realize it, that the trauma that they experienced even 20 years ago can get stored in these in these in these brain cells, these neurons. And then it's like 20 years later, something triggers a memory and they're like, oh, why? Why is that fear rising up in me right now? Or why is this? Why is this emotion being triggered? And it's just a sign to them. Hey, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to go into the deep places of your heart and your okay. gut and let them really cleanse that stuff out. So so it doesn't affect your physical health and it doesn't affect your emotional health and your mental health. All of these things are really important. And, you know, talking, you know, if there's anyone in ministry listening your ministry, pastoring different types of ministry can be very stressful. And I think it's important that we understand we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Get the stress out of your body. If you got to exercise, like I know for me, Sean, I have to exercise. Like exercise is not like a luxury or just something I get to. I have to exercise because I know me uh, because I am such an internally wired person and I store so much it's, it's my natural inclination to store everything inside. I've got to exercise to get the stress out of my body. Otherwise, it starts to affect me physically or emotionally, even mentally. So it's like you got you to gotta do what you need to do uh, to really take care of yourself. And, and I think God wants us in this thing for the long haul. So I just encourage people to, to, to really uh, do those things. But yeah, so back to hearing God's voice. I remember I was in a meeting. And, you know, one of the things I've loved about your ministry, Sean, with the prophetic, I, I one of the things you've taught is about taking risk and it's OK to be wrong and it's better to step out and at least take a step and then learn from a mistake rather than do nothing at all. Right. So yeah. I was I was in a service and it was around 830 and the service started at seven. And I mean, it was a dead meeting. Like there was no presence of God. No one was worshiping. I wanted to get out of it. I was like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to get up, transition this meeting, do a short teaching and say, amen, and just go home. I'm this is like not working tonight. So, I, I've never been in a meeting like that, Matt. <laughs> so I'm like just about to take a step. And I hear that again, that inner voice say, my power is going to hit this place at nine o'clock tonight. Wow. And 
And I stop and I'm like, okay, what do I do with that? What do I do with that? Do I brush that off? Is that me? Is that God? And there is that sense of processing. Like, is this God? Is this me? And and you learn as you go, right? So I decided, well, I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to announce this. So I get up to the pulpit and I just announce to the room. I say, God's power. I mean, I don't add, I don't subtract. I just say what I heard. And I say, God's power is going to hit this place at nine o'clock tonight. And the moment the words came out of my mouth, because they were the words of God, it was like an electric fate shot through the room. People jumped up to their feet. They lifted up their hands for the first time in the meeting. They started worshiping God and they started engaging and the whole atmosphere changed. And I thought to myself, I should have said this an hour and a half ago, but, but there. And so we just kept worshiping for another half hour. And I'm like, I don't know what to do between now and nine. All I know is that God said at nine, his power is going to hit. So we just kept worshiping and I'm standing on the platform and I'm looking at my watch. It's like five to nine. And I remember having this private convo with God. I said, God, you better show up at nine o'clock. You know, I don't want to be like by faith, he's moving. And it's like nothing happening, you know? So, but something really profound did happen. So at exactly nine o'clock that night, a physical wind, it felt like a warm breeze started blowing through the room. And I was like, what is this feeling? And it was just this warm breeze blowing over the room. And then I would say within within the next 15 to 20 minutes, miracles on mass broke out. I didn't lay hands on anyone. I didn't call anyone up yet. I just, we just worshiped. And this miracle anointing came into the room. And I said, if you were healed, run up to the front. And Sean, I never saw anything like it from one wall, lined up shoulder to shoulder, all the way across the the altar to the other wall, people came up healed and to testify of their healing. I mean, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, just like severe cases, people getting healed during that moment of time. And when I got back to the hotel that night, I remember praying and saying, God, and the, the weight of it hit me, how I was in that moment of decision of, do I follow this or do I not? Do I go the safe route and just do a nice little teaching and say amen and go home. But I, I, I stepped out and, and I followed the Holy Spirit. And I'll never forget how it hit me that night, the people that got healed. And I realized, God, my obedience didn't just affect me. It affected all those people. My willingness to take a risk brought healing to people. And, and it, was a, it, was a, it was a life lesson that I learned that night. Oh, it's so good. I think of how that probably just formed you so much because I watch you in meetings that I've been in many meetings with you over the years. And I remember one of them in Harrisburg where nothing was happening and you just kind of, you, you, you held the space while you taught, but you were waiting. I could tell you were kind of like waiting for something. And there's a lot of conference speakers at that particular conference. So you're waiting. And then all of a sudden you turned it and you went into an altar call. It was like, you weren't even done with your message. You just kind of shifted and you went into kind of like a, a meeting of healing and and the the presence of God filled the room. And I think, I think that's really unique to be able to say, I'm going to partner with the Holy Spirit and he's going to interrupt what I'm doing. It's almost like you're waiting for something. Is that at a core gut level like you're talking about? Or is it more of a, I mean, because it seems like your ministry is marked by the presence of God doing things, but it's not always instantaneous when you expect it. Right, exactly. It's like creating space for God. So I've learned that it's not in the logical mind, but it is from the heart and it's from the gut. So it's like learning to pause, press the pause button 
and say, okay, God, I'm going to create this space for you right now. And I've learned that when you create space, God will fill that space. So that's what I've, I've put into practice in our meetings to always say, okay, let's create the space, even if it's awkward space, even where it's like, okay, what's happening right now? You know, we're waiting, you know, what's going to happen, but you're just creating the space. And then it's like the rest is up to God, you know, and, and I've just learned that through the yielding, not the striving, not the manufacturing, but just the yielding, just the surrendering. Then it's like the Lord moves in and he starts to do things that you can't do. Well, tell me your favorite, more recent time that the presence of God, because of obedience, that he came and did something. Oh my gosh. Um, let me, oh, let me think. Some well, okay. <laughs> Something recent during our quarantine time, but um, actually, yes. So it was. This is amazing. So last year, the Lord uh, put in my heart that that He wanted to fill homes with His glory, and I felt Him say to me, "I'm going to fill homes with my glory." So I just thought, "Oh, you know, God's just going to start visiting people in their homes." So then COVID hit. And, you know, being a full-time travel itinerant, it's like all of a sudden meetings are shut down and now I'm home. But then during that time, the Lord over the period of three months started to speak to my heart and I rejected it at first. I was like, no, no, no. And I kept pushing it away. But this thing again, kept rising up in me. And I've learned that if it doesn't, if it doesn't go away, it's probably God, especially if you first reject it and then it comes back again and again. So I felt the Lord say, I want you to start this online community, start to build a church, so to speak, online. So I'm like, oh, okay, God. So I just stepped out and started doing it. And we started doing these weekly online meetings. And we've still been doing them now for a year. Every single Friday night, we go live online through our Facebook and YouTube. And we just release the presence of God. And, And in stepping out and following that, this whole community, Sean, it's amazing. This community is formed from people from different countries. Now we're doing like monthly, you know, video Zoom calls and we're praying for one another and prophesying over each other. And there's a real authentic relationship being formed between this group of people that's from all over the world. And, and we've seen the presence of God go right through the computer screen. We've had healing testimonies and deliverance testimonies. And it's like, there's no time or distance in the spirit. So I've learned here I am in my room, you know, looking at a camera on a computer screen and there people are in their homes, but it's like, we're all together in the spirit and the presence of God comes in and, and just is, is transforming people. So that's been something this year that, that I stepped out and followed the voice of God. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did because we're seeing just some beautiful things happen as a result of it. I love that. Well, I'm sure people are listening and saying, I want to be involved with that. How do people get involved with your ministry and how do they just connect to you? Yeah, for sure. There's some great ways. Um, Our website, mattsorger.com. We do weekly live streams on our Facebook and YouTube page. It's under the name Matt Sorger. We have a great phone app that they could download from their app store. They just have to look for Matt Sorger or Matt Sorger Ministries. Uh, and we, this week we are launching our new book called God's Unstoppable Breakthrough. So if they want to get connected to that, because yeah, and I know you wrote a great endorsement for it, Sean. I appreciate that. Um, and that's available through our website or through amazon.com or Barnes and Nobles or wherever people buy books. Um, but yeah, so we're really, really excited, but, um, I'd love to connect more with folks and, we also have a, a mentoring program that we do if people want to check that out. 
Uh, it's a different website. It's mattsorgermentoring.com. So we have our regular website, mattsorger.com. Then we have our mentoring website, mattsorgermentoring.com and our phone app. So people can definitely connect in lots of ways. Well, I know people are going to be hungry to do that. And thank you so much for sharing your process, your journey, and some of your story. It just means the world to our listeners and to me myself. Thanks. Oh, it's been my joy, Sean. You're awesome. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transcend God Mentoring, where you'll receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.